Yo, this is your boy, the Omega-13 of the Omega-13 Podcast, and today's guest is the anime snob, which is, he is kind of famous or infamous on YouTube for his views and critiques on anime series and the like, and I hope you enjoyed this this podcast episode as much as me recording it and interviewing with him and discussing stuff with him, so that's all to say for now. Peace and enjoy the video, a podcast episode. Hello, this is your boy, the Omega-13 of the Omega-13 Podcast, and today we got a special guest by the name of the Anime Snob, which he is famous or infamous in some circles of his discussion videos on YouTube. I'll let the snob take it away from here. I am so famous, I was banned in 90% of every forum I was once part of. Yay! (laughs) Going for that 95 now! Okay, dude, dude, that was epic, man, because that reminds me of something, because I was, you you know that site, Mal, my anime list or something like that? I used to do, like... I heard a bit until they banned me from there as well. Yeah, dude, I tried doing some reviews on it there, and they just want me to, like, give a detailed synopsis on anime series that are, like, from the 90s. You could just go on Google for that. Yeah, that's why. And so, Rob, the '90s. Anyone still remembers the '90s? There, I thought that anything beyond two years in the past doesn't exist. <laughs> yep. And as a result, I did not like the community there, so I just say, I just left. So. Who wouldn't eventually? Yeah, bunch of posers and people like the popular stuff. So, anyways, before we begin, let's just say how you got into anime and how you discovered it. Oh, so uh, I had this thing called the television, and I was uh, pressing the buttons to see what's on, and then I bumped to something that says, oh, it's uh, cartoons from Japan. It's like, whoa, this is so cool. And it was the late 80s, and it was the best time to be alive. And I really liked anime for what they were, because they weren't holding back. And I became a fan, just like that. Yeah. So I had my Scooby-Doo's, as I always make fun of them, I had my Scooby-Doo's, which are like the... Nonsense that were playing uh, silly comedies with absolutely nothing of importance going on. And I had my more uh, better made cartoons, action cartoons, which were made by Japanese animators, which was another reason why I liked them so much. My Thundercats and my Transformers and even my G.I. Joes and all that stuff. And I say, holy crap, anything that Japan creates is amazing. So I'm just going to be following anything they made directly without expecting to see it in cartoons. And before I know it, I watched another another show, and then another show, and then another show, and now I have 2,800-something two, shows completed. Damn. Dude, my, how I got into anime was like in 97, 98 or so, when the Pokemon craze was starting. I was born in 1992, by the way. That's how old I am. And I was watching some anime on Saturday mornings, even though they're, they're, they're really badly butchered. But back in the day, I thought, like, I thought it was really cool how they how they did action scenes and how they designed characters and did mature subject matter in some of their shows. But but when it started was actually a, a block called Toonami, which Americans love to death due to their promos and DBZ and Gundam and whatnot. So that's how I got into anime that way. And also through my parents by renting the Fatal Fury OVAs from the 90s or so. So... I can't, even though they didn't age well, but I still kind of appreciate the nostalgia factor and how I got into like 
SNK as a as a whole. Fighting a uh, fighting uh, games used to have great OVAs, Street Fighter and even Mortal Kombat and some others. Uh, Art of Fighting, I remember. They had very good OVAs for the time being in the nineties. Yeah, really simpler time. And the fun fact, you know, Obari, the guy that does all the mecha anime with the cool designs and the poses. He actually directed the Fatal Fury OVAs. It's too weird for me. Yeah. That's how I, I didn't notice then, but I was shocked now. Yeah, so we're just going to get to the meat of it now. And I got some questions ready written down for you. And the first question is, your opinions on the quality of anime and how to improve it if you had the chance to. By the way, when we say improve it, we obviously mean the quality of uh, the storytelling and the characterization. We don't talk about making more money, because we just remain in money, then they're doing just fine. Just make as many shows as you can possibly do in a year, and then just stand back and wait for it to possibly give you income. Thanks a lot. That You're doing fine. Co continue. Continue, please. <laughs> but if we are to talk about quality in storytelling and characterization, just Focus more more on less shows instead of making five shows every year. Make one or two, pour everything you got onto it, and don't just expect to become rich out of it. Now, I understand the economy is not what it used to be, so it's very easy to go under because you can work years on a single show and it might not work out in the market because this is not what the trends are telling you. So, quality-wise, this is what you should be doing, but it's very easy to go under because... You're just doing what you should be making in terms of uh, promoting a good image for the medium. But if you just want to play it safe, sure. What they're doing right now, dozen shows every year by a single studio and everybody's slaving around. Sure, carry on doing that. It will keep you afloat, but you're not going to produce anything people will remember. Yep, and most of them are flops and a lot of studios closed down in like 2018 as a result and to this year. Hmm. Yeah. I just say just like make one four shows a year put all of it into like put all your resources into that so it can like sustain the bubble instead of pop and it'll be chaos and the yeah, like I mean I mean I cannot imagine anyone saying we gotta preserve all these shows so they're not gonna be forgotten in 50 years from now what is there to preserve please let them be forgotten please yeah most of them are pretty forgettable these days how many shows are rememberable and a lot of them are from Shonen Jump very few. Very few. A lot of them from Shonen Jump. There's Gundam, your Mazinger, your Devilman, your Ashita no Joe. Those are old from the 70s. Macross, Akira, Gunbuster, Sailor Moon. That's from the 90s. And the other examples are from the 80s. And well, from this year, everybody's going to remember the second season of ReZero. <laughs> you can remember yeah. it all you like. I don't care. Yeah. This, this generation is fate. And, he, and that came out in the mid-2000s. <laughs> because, because we just want to make anime very popular. This is what you get. Yep. So the next question is your opinions on the anime fandom and the opinions of poser fans who just want to cry about inclusion or representation or refuse to watch vintage or retro due to being old. You can answer it like in a, at a separate question, or you can just answer it like in. Yeah, it is. It is basically two different things. So I'm just gonna yeah. respond to them like they're two different things. 
okay, inclusion and representation. Are we talking about race or something else when it comes to uh, the fandom? Because they're mostly about race or sorry, re representation or like whatever, LGTB or whatever. No offense. Okay, there are not many of those, okay? Even to this day, there aren't many of those who actually yell about more inclusion. Because nobody's watching anime just to see black people or gays. Let's be honest here. Yeah. Maybe women, because of their Fujoshi nonsense mentality, which is not that different from the early 2000s when I noticed they existed. But there aren't that many people who would say, oh yeah, I really like this anime because it has more inclusion and whatever. There aren't enough people to sustain a market based on that. So they don't matter to me. Okay? Yeah. The, the quote, they say, uh, get woke, go broke, is about that there aren't enough people that can sustain an industry just by having representation and inclusion. So they don't matter. I don't care about these people. And yeah. it doesn't even matter if a show has gays or blacks or whatever. This is not what makes a good show. And exactly. the second one about uh, used to watch old shows and stuff. Well, it's their loss. They just they just don't want to check them out because well the animation is dated and nobody talks about them. <laughs> Thanks a lot. If animation is all you care about and uh, people talking about the show so you can talk about it as well is the only thing you care about. Please never watch the oldies. But then don't just turn around and say, we have never seen this one before, it has never been done before, it's a subversion, when all that stuff have happened decades ago in other shows which you are refusing to watch. This is the number one reason why you should never trust people who never checked out old shows, because everything they consider subversion, deconstruction, whatever, nowadays, has been done in a previous decade, most likely, okay, there might be some exceptions. But to the most part, there's nothing new under the sun. There's always going to be some show that has done something. So refusing to watch the oldies, okay, it's your choice. But don't appear and say, yeah, I watched this show from this year, and it's the, the, the only one of three shows I ever watched in my life, and it's the subversion I ever expected, never, I never expected to see in my life. You've only seen three shows, and they're all from this year. What about the other 60 years of animation behind it? That's it. Nothing, dude. Basically, that's like, oh, I don't, they're not, the, the animation doesn't appeal to me. Oh, I don't want to, like, go torrent a show. I don't want to go, like, buy, like, certain subscriptions on, a, on, and on, on video, on streaming apps and whatnot. Or, or excuses, excuses. And the first one was like, dude, like you said, you nailed it. Because basically, no one cares about that type of stuff. We care about giant robots and action scenes and pretty colors and and the stories that's all because basically i'm not that person to eat i'm a person that's easy to please but for some odd reason most seasonal anime doesn't appeal to me there's like one, a show here or there i watch but most of it don't tend to appeal for the long long time this is the the type of guy that actually likes ninja scroll and and to like shows like Black Line, which people didn't like at all, which is a go an obscure go go nagai OVA or series, and the like. So I'm kind of with robots. I'm easy to please, but come on, man! Is Legend of the Galactic Heroes like the peak of like anime in general? Most likely because of how they how they like tell a story and how the characters act they don't act like tropes they act like actual military and it's like to the point it's like 
better than like Game of Thrones. And it's better than Game of Thrones. It has a decent ending. Yeah, Game of Thrones season eight. We don't talk about that. And Game of Thrones is to me, it's overrated as hell. I tried watching some episodes with my sisters. Think think about if they didn't have so much sex and gore in it, who would care about the Game of Thrones? Not as many. Exactly. And speaking of that, Berserk does it way better, man. The Golden Age arc before it got into like all the fantasy elements and whatnot, but the Golden Age surpasses like a bunch of dark fantasy shows, in my opinion, because how the characters act, how how the setting is really gritty, like a like it takes place in like a medieval country that's striving in a civil war or you know like doesn't have any much loss outside of the king of Midland. Mm-hmm. And this is all you need. Just keep it basic. You don't need a billion different characters, all of them being defined by one thing. And each one with its own video game logic uh, element attacks and whatever, and they have to shout their special attacks and whatever. You don't need any of that. You just need to have it rooted on reality in some sort of reason. But no, they're enough to say it's very realistic because... Uh, it made me cry. This is all they care about. Yeah. And but about that, let's just get... That reminds me of a show called... A movie called Your Name. Which people praise it. It's like the best thing ever. It makes me cry. It makes me have feels. And the like. I tried watching it to see what's the the, he, the hubba-dub and whatnot. And, and dude. I was not impressed. The only thing... The story was a mess. The storyboard... Dude... You don't do an opening sequence for an anime movie or any movie in general. That's number two. That irked me. And number three, it's like your standard like Ranma, Ranma half like tropes used for like gender bender series and the like. And yes, it sounds like I'm nitpicking it, but that's the facts. I did not like your name because how overrated it is. And let me tell you something. Does your name will be rememberable if it had mediocre or average animation, like your seasonal anime? Let me just tell you, not not many, because the animation sells the actually sold the movie. Same thing with uh, Demon Slayer. Yeah, Demon Slayer. Oh yeah, Demon Slayer, the most overrated anime I ever saw. To the point, I prefer like it's like people's. People's taste in anime went down instead of up, because basically Demon Slayer is like a generic fantasy battle shonen that takes place in the Taisho era, aka the 1920s, but with demons in it. Big deal. Big deal. I've seen it like with many times with the 90s with Yu Yu Hakusho, which they done it better, and and Rurouni Kenshin, which is a better. Samurai anime, anyway. And you, even Yu-Gi-Oh! was better than Demon Slayer, man. And that's actually a battle shonen, to be honest. Despite being, like, with card games and whatnot. Yes, I'm gonna get hanged for this, for posting this on an internet, but I don't give a crap. I tried watching it with a friend of mine, which is a... He liked it, but I wasn't impressed. I was like, I've seen this many times before, man. I've been watching shonen anime ever since... To the Toonami days, so... And they did some stuff better... Than Demon Slayer and... My Hero Academia... And whatnot. My heck, my hero is... Ba- I'm sound like I'm nitpicking, but... My hero is only popular because of superheroes... 
and how mo- our modern superhero comics suck because they're catering to the wrong people and there's not a big enough demographic for it. And to me, it's like really simple underdog story about a boy who has who's supposed to be the weakest and becomes the strongest at the end of the series, goes, makes some friends and enemies along the way, overcomes barriers. Yeah, that modern shonen stuff that I've seen since Naruto or K- Kinikyu Man from the 80s or something like that. So anyways, it's like I've seen, I've seen mo- many and. Ant- any anime shows that has many different characters have the same, not the same same trope, but how they, how they introduce them and how they act in the story. Like I seen like how they act many times. Some people, the manga cut just forget some side characters, which are which is not a good idea to introduce many characters if you're not going to like use them a lot. Uh, they again think about. Quantity instead of quality. Yep. Just throw as many as possible in there and let let the audience imagine all the storylines and the complex characterization each one of them have. They, they don't care about actually yeah. putting in the work themselves. Let the audience do it for you. Yeah. With their fan fiction theories and their mental gymnastics. Yeah. Exactly. And but but speaking of which, you you heard the yeah of course you heard of Super Dimension Fortress Macross the. The, one of the best anime I ever saw that they had like characters in a decent amount of characters in it and they had their roles in the story and the like I just like I, it, we just just admit we just got we just got lured in because of the transforming Valkyrie or Vertex fighters and we and we stayed with the storylines I stood yeah, to like plus yeah, they bothered a lot more to have characterization back then because they were trying to sell the toys, but the toys by themselves were not enough. You also needed good characters in the, in the airplane so they can sell. And they tried a lot, and it came out amazing. Yeah, it did. And I still remember like the characters' names, like Roy Folker, Rick Hunter, and Misa Hayes. Yes, and speaking in American terms, and Lin Minway, but But how many anime... Fans these days remember the side characters' names, let alone the main cast. I'm sure they remember the characteristics: the dog boy and the cat girl, <laughs> and uh, the guy who spits fire and uh, the guy who shakes his hands in a funny way. Yeah, this is all you have to remember about them because there is nothing else to remember about them. It's just the it's just the design of the character, not the personality-wise. Yep. Yeah, so we'll move on to the next question now. And and do you think modern anime YouTubers are making anime look like it's for creeps or people without any originality? For instance, while we have less debates or debates, series reviews, instead we get the same old reactions from the likes of, Oh, this is going to be the anime of the season! I'll just start out with this. I'm getting tired of this whole reaction, of all these people with reactions and whatnot. And just, I just want to be more diverse. I used to be, back in the day, I used to get annoyed of people say they're anime channels and they only review the big three. And it's like chapter reviews, anime reviews, due to like making views and whatnot. Because it's the popular series of the time, and so people jump on the bandwagon. I remember those days, and I was annoyed of them. They don't even check out other stuff back in the days old or new back back when it was still 
popular. Debates are over. Nobody wants to have his thoughts questioned. He just wants to have somebody confirming them, which is why we have echo chambers, which is why we have Reddit. People go there to find people who are like-minded and will always agree with them. There is no reason to debate when you can just find people who agree with you. Anyone who doesn't agree with you is a bigot, obviously, and should be reported and banned so the forums can remain you know, civil, safe, and true to their purpose. They always throw that message every time they look down one of my topics there. Yeah. So, yeah, all these uh, fake fans, as I call them, they're just hype riders. They're just milking dry the algorithm by repeating what everybody wants to hear, not the truth, what they want to hear. And everybody who doesn't want to hear that, well, just imagine they're not going to bother to watch this video since it's just an echo chamber. Why would you be part of an echo chamber when it's the sole purpose of existing? So there's no room for discussion anymore. And by the way, remember, uh, I, I don't know if you watched my latest video about somebody who said there is no right way to do something. I, I had linked the, vi the video in the description of what I based that, uh, that video on. And that guy in less than a day made it private because he got a lot of down voids for saying nonsense. He didn't, he didn't want to have any discussion, despite saying, yeah, I really want to have a discussion in that video. He just made it private. No, nobody can watch it. Nobody can comment on it. Nobody can downvote it. Which wow. proves, once again, that modern army fans don't want to discuss anything. They don't want to debate. They just want to go to a place and agree with everybody all the time because this is what gives them the most views and money, which is pathetic. This is what I'm, what I'm not doing, which is why I have so... A few subscribers, by the way. I could have easily be saying, yes, 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 amazing, 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 deconstruction, 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 all the time, and I would have... I'm not in it for the money. I'm also in it for the money, but I'm not in it primarily for the money, which is what makes me genuine, and them a bunch, a bunch of fakesters. Yeah, ex exactly, because basically, all these fake people, like, just want to follow the, the hype train because it's the big thing then, because I like anime because I grew up with it, and I and I and I like meeting new people and whatnot. But but what about improvements to your channel and the like? Oh, so you don't want to set criticism, so you're not going to improve your content, so you can be a better creator and the like. Trust me, everyone gets like down votes in once in a while. It sucks, but just deal with it. I don't block people if they disagree with me. I just let I just ignore them. And just let it and let the hate st stick, man. You'll learn. And people don't want to learn. They just want to stay in their echo chambers all day and night talking about saying the same old things so like, oh, deconstruction and overthinking and whatnot. And I know you're going to disagree with me, disagree with me, Snot, but let me say this. You know, the show Evangelion, right? Everyone loved it because it's like different back in the day. Yes, I think admit Arnold's a good director because of Shin Godzilla. It's amazing. So, anyways, the reason why I didn't, I don't like, I have a love-hate relationship with that series, is because how like the main characters like so like, like so kind of whiny and pathetic and doesn't seem to care about the human race because of his mental state and this and the cast is like all like a bunch of like people with mental problems 
like really bad mental problems and you know how that works when you have mental problems and you're surrounded with people that have emotional and mental problems which makes things a bit makes things worse over time instead of better and yes, but the message was under escapism it wasn't about escapism to make things worse yeah and how thanks for adding that and adding that and also let me just say say this the story's like super super basic and whatnot not like these like people who overthink everything and give like 12 page essays about how evangelion is awesome and how all the symbolism and the like and i don't just want to just write it just because it's to like to like get like to like to help him cope with his depression that's what basically it is they but people overreact with the religious symbolism the angels sinji's personality yada yada hello yeah I, I have nothing to add to that. I did the same thing as well, by the way. Oh. Back uh, when I watched it, I also did my own overthinking in, in, about the show because the answers weren't in the show. They came much later. So I had to explain it the way I could. And yeah, most of it was like overthinking. I went to that phase as well. It was very pretty. I regret making it. Yeah. But it's, it was very helpful for at least making you think more about the series. I know that back then it was a big deal, now it's no longer a big deal. Because every show, regardless of complexity, does it. Back yep. then it was only Neo Genesis and any show that uh, spawned from Neo Genesis, the yeah. dark sci-fi era, as I call it. Nowadays, everything can make Does you overthink, it. even if it's nothing. I mean, people overthink Black Clover, for God's sake. Black Clover, and they overthink it, come on. <laughs> Black Clover. One thing, it's one thing to overthink Neon Genesis for not being just another mecha or just another slice of life, whatever, school comedy. But, but when you can do the same thing nowadays with everything, then it's no longer special. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah. It was special back then. It's no longer special now. It's the eternal problem of why people don't appreciate something of that era and why it was so special. Yeah, because it ruins its appeal because you've been spoiled already by people just talking about it. All the plot points and the plot twists, all the interesting elements, spoiled. Because people keep on like overthinking it without even realizing they just spoiled a, a series from 1995. For someone who just want to say, ooh, what's this about? I just want to check this out. You just got spoiled by all the pretentious overthinkers. Yeah, we go through that all that phase all the time. Sometimes, most of the time, pretty cringy and... And a person's experience is will be like, it's not what, eh, it's okay, it's not what people said it is. But with the best anime of all, the best era around that time with Lane, I got, even though people say it's weird and it has like overthink, it's tons of overthinking and whatnot to it because of the themes involved, but I just like it because how unique it is at the time and how they, and how the creators actually predicted internet addiction and personalities and the like from a show from 1998 mm-hmm. and and lane is not like your typical like moe which says speaks like oh how oh ohio or something like that but instead she talks like a normal girl and at the end of the day she's like a program or something like that but she doesn't act like all cutesy and moe just for the sake of sales it's just it's just like how her reactions to the show and, and her actions are around her that sells the character 
Her parents yeah, because are... it was made it was made at the time when light novels were actually dark sci-fi stories as well yeah. before they became ex excuses uh. for soft porn. And you can see the difference in Lane. Yeah, Lane or Bookie Pop Phantom. If you remember that mm -hmm. one, that, that 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 was also unique. Even though you probably didn't like Boogie Pop that much due to like over complexity of the characters and whatnot, but it didn't have to be so complex. This is true, and mm -hmm. I didn't care about any of the characters, so you can see why it never had a broad appeal. Yeah, only in Japan and a little small fan base in America, but but shows like Lane Dizzy or Bro loved it. <laughs> yeah. Digi bro, look, we'll not talk about him, man. He makes me cringe, so. So he's part of the problem. So let's just move on with the next question before we just get out of hand with just this one question here. And do you do you think not just anime but fiction from movies, TV shows, books, comics, etc. in general has declined in recent memory? I'm just gonna say yes, because we have the technology to make stuff that are blow people's minds and 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 content based on like the real world alone and make a and make bunch of political thrillers and or social or slice of life that's actually like grounded in reality not just the action shows or political thrills but people tend to stick to like isekai shows that's a and superhero movies or the common slot because people consume that crap instead of seeing shows like a uh, based on like front mission but instead we just got a gundam or an eva clone and books are tend to be like this topian dark edgy garbage which ruined its appeal of a dystopian thriller in the first place any thoughts so regarding that as far as television goes i can uh, agree that it used to be far worse because uh, I, I used to not like any show from uh, the double O's the early 2000s but nowadays I tend to enjoy them more because they pour a lot more CGI over the live action sequences you know fake explosions whatever now the CGI looks much better so I can laugh much easier at the spectacle but I, it, it, it didn't become much smarter the smarter shows like the Sopranos and what have you the Breaking Bads of the past no longer exist nowadays now it's just Whatever Netflix can create in six months by throwing a lot of money at something. Uh, I enjoy a lot more shows nowadays than that I enjoyed in the double O's. Back in the 90s, when everything was still mostly practical effects, I used to love everything about that era. But I, I agree that even by then, by uh, in that decade, not many shows were that memorable. Down to it, you can only remember the best comedies or the best space operas. The rest of it was just like, you know, low-tier action shows. And then came the double O's, but you're supposed to be like full of super brilliantly written serious uh, horror dramas and mafia flicks and whatever. I didn't care about any of that. I was mostly in for the spectacle. I can agree I was much of a pleb when it comes to television. So believe it or not, as far as television is concerned, I like more what I'm watching right now, and I'm watching a lot more now than I did 10 years ago. I'm more of a television pleb than I am and I'm elitist so regarding television I am more pleased now than I was about television now books I am trying to read as many books as possible for every for every year there is and I agree that yes uh, 
young adult fiction has taken over everything. Now it's everything schlock. They're not trying to make a well-written story anymore. They're just trying to make it dumb and easily digestible, and it's cringy with its romances, uh, the, the love triangles they always try to throw in. And as long as everything's like an imitation of Twilight, you know, half ghoul, half demon, half vampire, something, something, and possibly gay, a lot of gay BL fan fiction and whatever. That's enough for most to enjoy a show, but yeah. I, I cannot read those books. I tried so many times. Same they here. are so cringeworthy. They're just like light novels, basically. They're, they're more like light novels. They're soft porn excuses, and I don't like that. Yeah. Uh, video games, if it comes about video games, mm, I was never a big fan of... Uh, uh, I was never very nitpicky when it comes to gameplays. As long as they play smoothly like, let's say, the old Super Mario games, I was pleased with that. As long as they are basic and a bit complex JRPGs, I was pleased with it. But I care a lot more about the narrative. I care a lot more about the story of the characters and uh, uh, the, the, the lore and the setting they take place in than playing a good game, if you know what I mean, okay? Yeah. Gameplay doesn't matter that much to me. For example... Uh, Mortal Kombat. I love Mortal Kombat, but I don't care about it as a game. I care about the characters. I care about the lore, the setting, the music. Gameplay, I don't know. I played a couple of times. Eh, it was okay, I said. Same thing with uh, Killer Instinct. I love the hell out of Killer Instinct. They're just dumb beat-em-ups, but I love them for their presentation. So as far as video games are concerned, I don't have high demands. I just want them to be cool as I play them. Yeah, I oh, get your it. point. I get your point because basically people are like ruining games like high spectacle graphics, hot like advertisements in games like especially in Madden or Street Fighter 5. Yes, they put like esports advertisements in Street Fighter 5 which irked me why they put that in and people tend to like overhype a game even though it's not as good at all. I'm like games I like platform I prefer old school games like platformers or fighting games and old school GRPGs from the PlayStation and Super Nintendo days because how st how simple they get into and get invested in. Unlike people these days like forget about the gameplay, just care about the graphics and just watching interact playing an interactive movie. Which sometimes The worst part is that they're trying to sell you things that don't that don't have anything to do with the story. When they say buy a new skin or buy a new cosmetic and I'm like who cares? Yeah. I don't care about that. I don't care about grinding either. I just want to have a good story and interesting characters. If something doesn't expand the lore or the characterization or the setting, I don't care. Which is the main difference between today's games and old games. Because nowadays every event in a MMO game is just grind more so you can pay more money and get another skin or another color on your gun or something. I don't care about any of that. Exactly. This doesn't help me to care more about your characters. Whereas, uh, if I make a comparison right now, Hearthstone, the card game, the online card game, has events where they expand on the lore of every character you're playing as a deck. Now, if you play the uh, War of Warcraft, the War of Warcraft games, you know their story, but you don't know them in Hearthstone, so they try to throw it in there as an event. So this expands the characters we're just playing as avatars for their class up until this point. This is a good addition for me. But yeah. when it's just, you know, uh, here's another card which doesn't mean anything, I don't care about that. This is why every expansion is usually uh, part of a theme, 
and they try to have a story behind that thing, this helps you a lot more in terms of immersion. Now, don't do it, okay, you're just playing with cards. But it's a lot more important when there is a theme, there is a lore, there is something behind that expansion that just, here's a new shiny card for you to play in your deck, which doesn't mean anything besides being shiny. Uh, okay. <laughs> I think you're actually point your, your punch, your put, you're giving jabs to Yu-Gi-Oh and whatnot. Trust me, I just like the cards in Yu-Gi-Oh. They don't, even though they don't mean a lot, but the cards look freaking cool. And that's, yes, a, the, that's it. A, would be way better if they have a story behind. It, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, the stories about the monsters, the type of like the element of heroes or the phantom beasts and whatnot. But, but to be honest, I tried getting to magic, even though magic is like full of lore with the monsters and the classes and whatnot. And Yu-Gi-Oh. Don't get me wrong, it's a guilty pleasure of mine along with Beyblade. Ah, Beyblade. Yeah. Can you even imagine the concept of Beyblade? I don't even understand the concept. You're playing with spinning tops, what the hell? Yeah, spinning tops with actual, like, fa like phantom beast that makes your base stronger. Like shonen anime crap, which I kind of like. That like I like those type of like Yu-Gi-Oh or Beyblade shows. Those are guilty pleasure of mine. Ugh. Okay, we're different in this part. Yeah. It's okay to be different in a few parts, but not too many. Yeah. Pleb. <laughs> yeah, the pleb. Yeah, I'm a pleb regarding on that. And the next question, you already answered that. And your opinion on normies, a.k.a. normal person who just watched popular stuff or just one show. The reason why I came up with that question, because a lot of people on the internet don't seem to like normies because how retarded they act or how cringy they are. We all norm. We all start out as normies, okay? We didn't like was born and would say, "Ooh, this stuff is." I'm an anime fan. I know all this knowledge. We grew up with the knowledge. It's like, for an example, on Dragon Quest. Yes, a Dragon Quest example where you start off with a stick, a little twig, and you beat up slimes. Imagine you. The stick is your knowledge, and the slime is your experience. We just start off with that, and. And the normie doesn't know better, but the problem we see today is basically people who are posers that are misleading normies or just posers just want to complain just for clout points and complain about the subculture of the medium they're in and say, it's not like our taste, we must change it. No, 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 man. You, it's not like that. They just don't want to, to grow up and grind. Like we did as fans. It, it's not with anime. It's also with books, tabletop games, TV shows, movies. We'll st we start out as normies. And we start out with like twigs, a, a stick on the ground for your first weapon. And you beat up slimes for experience. If you, if you get that reference. Normies are just busting by it. A hobby. They're not going to stick around. They're not going to affect anything. They're just in it for a few months. They're going to see something shiny. They will play with it. When they get bored, they will leave. Yeah. And the more the industry caters to them, the dumber the games are going to become, the simpler the game mechanics are going to be, the, easily the more easily digestible anime are going to become, just for the sake of appealing to a bunch of guys that are not even going to be around after six months at the most. Yeah. Now, beyond that, Normies, if they want, if if they intend to stick around more than six months, they have to listen to the veterans because they know better. But 
It, they really do know better, you know, just by watching more shit, because many don't even accept that. But that, that implies that you must admit that somebody is more knowledgeable than you, and not just a dick rider who is just in it for the views and the money. And a lot of old school supposed guys are not really more veterans, they're just dick riding whatever is out there for the sake of, you know, exploiting the algorithm, getting more subscriptions, more sponsors and whatever. So even, you cannot even trust someone by saying, yeah, he's watching anime for 10 years. And the classic example I'm going to use is uh, For Never World, Forever Fail, yeah. who keeps on saying, yeah, I've been covering anime, covering anime news for over a decade, <laughs> news, and he's just speculating most of the time. He has no idea what is going on. He, he doesn't remember names. He doesn't remember what he watched. He's just covering for the sake of the views. Yeah. So he's not a veteran. He just watches three shows and forgets everything he watched after after a week. He's never gonna learn. He's never gonna be trustworthy. Why would you listen to this kind of uh, this kind of person? You need somebody who's actually remembering what the hell he watched last year or whatever. And he it's somebody who learns with with time, who changes. All these assholes are not changing. They're the same shit. Watch something from five years ago. It's the same crap. They're not changing because they're milking the same kind of audience who also don't want to change. By the way, so. No, normies are here just for the fuck, for the heck of it. They don't matter. If they want to stick around, they need to listen to the veterans, those who actually learned through, uh, throughout the years. People like me, obviously. <laughs> and uh, the rest of them are just fixers. This is how I see the whole situation. Yeah, because basically, like, you gave a good point because basically, these people, he, they, they don't tend to, like, follow stuff after three years. They just forget it and just move on with the most popular thing. There's some, like, the smaller guys, like, uh, the anime here, which focuses on, like, manly anime and vintage stuff, which is now probably focusing on Western cartoons because most of the modern stuff doesn't please him. And and people like you or Kenshi Critiques, who just likes, doesn't, just, like, reviews this stuff as it is and doesn't tend to, like, deride your favorite anime... Which I don't like. It's like the same thing. Like chibi, chibi reviews for never fail. Don't know why people like him, and and he got all these cats like trying to find some like scraps in order to exploit their audience to be famous and whatnot. Which instead of listening to an actual veteran, while we the veterans try to warn them or try to educate them, we get called snobs, elitist pricks and and no wonder why the the actual fans get annoyed you just i just realized that thanks for teaching me about that because basically they just like you said they just want to stick around for like six months or so and the ones who manage to stay they should listen to like they should learn from their elders and the wonder why it's popular or why this came to be or understand the tropes and just instead of just saying oh it's a Japanese thing as if that means anything mm, exactly this, it doesn't mean anything a trope a tropes exist in fiction we all get that but even with TV shows and Hollywood movies there's these annoying tropes in almost anything to order to order to have padding in the story or characterization and yes, it's been revolutionary and a classic when it's first been done, but over time it destroys its appeal. 
it becomes annoying. Just like with anime tropes, same thing. And people say that is Japanese stuff. No, Hollywood also has tropes as well. And and the whole feelings, and the next question is, the whole feelings about the whole isekai, another world genre for those who don't know Japanese, and how you can improve or approach it if you're an author of it. I'll just start off with this because... Because you got a lot to say, but seriously, the isekai had promise, but people these days tend to use it for like background softcore porn. You might say, like, there's like an empowerment fantasy about this loser that dies or gets transported to another world. So how do you deal with that? Instead of writing about people, his loved ones and family and friends worried about him sick, like, can he, where is he at and whatnot? While the main characters and having this time of his life, and and having being homesick and want to go home, but instead they work they work around it by he's a loser number one and number two he's dead so he 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 can't return home. That's flag number one. Flag number two it's almost like I said before it's an empowerment fantasy like it's like telling you oh the real world sucks so. Enjoy being in this like medieval Dragon Quest fantasy world with video game like terminology and the like. And and to be honest, it's I like JRPGs, don't get me wrong, but this is getting too far for me. Like getting like yes, it's trope and whatnot, but every every Isekai show, like around like 95% of them fail because they're like the same cookie cutter. Tenchi Muyo crap in a fantasy world. And and I'm sound like I'm nitpicking, but but what happened to the shows like Twelve Kingdoms or Escaflone or Vision of Escaflone or Digimon Adventure 1? Like the main characters like like overcome challenges in a new world, being homesick, how out of their friends and family feel about them being gone or just Warped away. And. But here. It doesn't even matter. Like. Like. It's like background noise. Like. Like. What happens. In. Of his loved ones back at home. And. They tend. And. What are your thoughts about this? Because. I've already been talking. About my. I'm already nitpicking about the genre. What it is. But. How to improve upon it. Is like. Like example, when the person gets warped, like inst- and besides have some like chap a chapter here or there, like be having his loved ones wondering where he's at, or like trying to call the cops or FBI or whatever to find you. And number two, does it does the does the effect like the the events actually transpire with the real world, like 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 whatever quest. Or whatever element happens in the fantasy world actually happens like some strange events happen in the real world, real world like thunderstorms or tornadoes and the like, or and the like, or or the pick character actually overcomes challenges like adjusting to a new culture and customs, learning how to like work with his hands because the technology is pretty scarce, and the, the magic system. Be more creative, please. Instead of like having video game terminology, instead like 
being involved with the world with one with nature or come from a source which you which which requires a lot of explanation and a book on its own how to explain the magical system there okay now if you said all the basics of isekai uh you have to remember that uh, isekai as a term uh comes back to the earlier days of science fiction when all you need to do is having a English gentleman going to a more savage place and using him as the point of view of the average English person who is who is reading that book by the way because early science fiction was written by and for English people so he the white the white male supremacist would always go to this savage place like you know the island of Moro or uh, let's say Oh, yeah, the time machine, the original time machine story. Yeah. It's always about a gentleman, the civilized white guy, going to a place which is uncivilized and using his, his own knowledge and his own morals from the society he comes from for evaluating the, the entire situation. And by default saying why he's better than all of, them, all of them, obviously. It's all about supremacy. So Isekai is following this trend. It's about, uh, this time, not <laughs> an Englishman. It's about your average weeb from Japan being transported to a place that, oh, all by accident, it's very savage, but plays out like a video game. And he explains it through his own knowledge of being a weeb and a video gamer, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. And why he's always better than everything else. So here comes the harem and here comes everything else. So it's basically a desire. It's all, it's, it's all fulfillment. It's no longer about, unlike, of course, the early science fiction days, it's not trying to explore the whole concept as much as uh, trying to be an escapism fantasy because, as you said, they no longer want to go back. They want to stay there forever because it's a world created just for them. They are losers in the normal world and they are super special in that world. Uh, there were, of course, science fiction stories after the early days. Um, there were many uh, isekai-like Western fiction. I, I cannot remember the day and the names right now, where somebody is actually going to a different planet or a different time. He's super awesome just because he had carried with him the skills of uh, the 20th or the 21st century stuff. So it's nothing new when it comes to Japan. It's just that it has become a very big trend thanks to the success of Sword and Online. Uh, although yes, even Isekai used to be way better in the when they were about Digimon and uh, Escaflone and a bit of here and there now and then. Even that, okay. although I don't like all the misery porn going on it, even even that one is a bit better than than what we get today. So Isekai is just being uh, re rehashed as a concept. You know, the loser going in a video game like world which is what makes it so boring it doesn't try to have much theme exploration really zero kind that tries to have a theme exploration but fails miserably because it's too much misery pouring and 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 and, and suffering and waifus and whatever if those didn't exist it would be way better than that than what we got in the end so it's gonna die out eventually and unfortunately it's not gonna be thanks to Korean adaptations everybody thought we are now in a new time thanks to Korea adopting its own Mawa it's like no they failed they made three of them they are crap it's not gonna happen we have to suffer through more uh, more years of more crappy Sekai to come until I don't know something else comes along I think it's gonna be something about VR I always keep on saying that VR, VR is gonna be the next step you know they do it now in video games it's gonna pour in into anime eventually um that, that's it about this one yeah so so the next one's about like the like how you got your name the anime snob title and how it came to be uh, i had a different name 
yeah. they said it wasn't very marketable and it would make me sound like another digipedo. So I had to change it. And I happened to be following a few sites, a few sites called uh, that guy with the glasses and that guy with a funny hat. So I say, okay, why wanna not do the same thing? They were like snobs like me and everybody already called me a snob in, <laughs> in many of my review comments. Yeah. Oh, you're just a snob. What is this negative opinion you have? So I said, okay, let's see, anime, snob, that anime snob. Here we go. It was that, it was that simple. Yeah, interesting. Got the glasses and Inkara and whatnot. You took some mm-hmm. elements of them, and you took some elements of your personal experience being called a snob by the butt-hurt people that don't want to listen to to the veterans or or people who have more experience with the medium, and say, "Oh, my feelings are hurt. You're just a snob. You're just a hater." <laughs> Dude, yeah. it's the internet, it's how man. It naturally, came to be. Yeah, it's the freaking. It came internet. out on its own. See? Yeah. <laughs> it was a natural evolution. Yeah. Yeah, anything else you'd like to add before we conclude the podcast? Not really. Okay. And I pretty really appreciate the time you being on and peep and for those who 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 are watching this, please make sure you hit that like button and that share button to spread it around over the internet with your friends and whatnot. And also don't you forget do that, otherwise you're plebs. Yeah. And please don't forget to comment on the comment box below the video. Even if it's like a nasty comment or a comment in general, I just want criticism, criticism so I can improve the content. And also, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and also that blue bell for notifications on on podcast episodes, live streams, game uh, let's plays, or vlogs. And that's all. Ooh, you do way more than I do. Yeah, you just, yeah. I tend to focus more on the games part and I try to, to diversify my content instead of like having like live streams, podcast episodes. I tend to do vlogs, but no one's watching them. I don't know why. <laughs> it happens with everybody until they're very big. Yeah. Then I had, to, I had to learn how to like grow my whole content. That's a good topic to talk about. How you how we start out as nobodies and struggled for like basically years. Why I'm not popular, and I just finally realized how people group become have followings because we talk to people on the internet, and we have discussions, debates, we have allies and whatnot, and we grow from there. Oh, no, that's the old style, man. Now you know you know what you need, right? You need a cute girl avatar, and you need to make memes about the cringy shit going on right now in anime. Yeah, this is gonna make you big. Look yeah. at Gigak. Ugh, yeah, good go. Gigguk is the pretentious dude, dude. Seriously, bro. About Emeka anime being dead. Come on, man. It's not dead. It's just like, it's like having right now, like, it's like, it's it has fans here and there, but it's not dead. Why do you still keep milking Gundam every couple of years or having a giant Gundam statue or Emeka video games? And he's he's like focusing on one point of thing. Why there's not a lot of mecha shows. While in the background there's mecha video games. There's that Gundam statue and sales of Gunpla. There's the mecha fan base is pretty damn big. But magical girls it's just not as big as those who are derping over the waifus. That's the whole problem. Yes. And magical girls, uh, I don't think it's pop. It's popular before. Besides Madoka or Sailor Moon. Yes, there's some good ones like Princess Tutu and whatnot. But let me just say this. 
It's already been a stagnated genre since like the 90s till Sailor Moon came out. And now we just got like all magical girls are pretty cute. Besides Pretty Cure are misery porn shows. Because of course they have to be, they have to be subversions. And what a better way to have a subversion that make it dark and greedy. This is how everybody thinks makes it more mature. Right, guys? No. More sex, more titties, more violence, more Game of Thrones. That's what makes it more serious than The Lord of the Rings, which is for kids, right? Well, yeah. They no. keep on saying that for seven years until they, they saw the final season, they realized their mistake. Yeah. It's dull, it's lame. And how to make a good subversion? Make it into a form of a comedy or something like that, like a dramedy. Like, like, then poke fun of the tropes and then recreate them. That's basically all you need to do. The rest yeah. of it is just misery porn. Yeah. Misery porn and people burning out as a result. And I know you, so. yeah, I know you're kind of busy with your time and whatnot. And I'll leave it. I'll leave you alone. At then, thanks for coming, Anime Snob. Please, people, check out his content. It's you probably learn a lot from him, and that's why I review him in, reviews put him on the podcast in the first place because I loved his content and the like. And if you don't do, you that, do that, you're gonna learn a lot from me. I've got like 2,000 videos up until now, and half of them are about making fun of Chibi and Forever World. But besides that, the other half are very educational. Yeah, yeah, but stay away from like Forever Fail or cringy reviews. S stay it's away. It's not from that them. hard. It's most of them. Yeah. So that's all to say for now. Peace, sayonara, and please, people, don't be a pleb. Be a snob like me. I'm the end point of every faithful and real fan of anime. Yay. Hello, hello, and nice seeing you again. And thank you for checking out today's episode of the podcast. And if you enjoy the podcast, make sure you hit that like button. Make a comment in the comment box below. Type in a type a comment in the comment box comment box below the video. And don't forget to subscribe. Hit that red subscribe button. And don't forget to hit, hit that blue blue bell button for notifications on new podcast episodes, blogs, new let's plays, and new live streams. And I've been looking forward to entertaining you all. And I don't want any of you to miss any, miss out on any of my content. That is all for now. And I hope you have have a nice day. Sayonara.